Thanks for joining us, everybody, at the Hospitality Hangout, a new hospitality-focused podcast featuring the restaurant rabbi and the finance guy. My name is Jimmy Frischling. I am your finance guy. And now let me introduce my buddy, Michael Schatzberg. Thanks, Jimbo. I am Michael Schatzberg, also known as the restaurant rabbi, and you guys can all call me Schatzy. Together, we're the personalities behind the Branded Group. We work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, and capital. We're very excited today as this is the third segment of a four-part series where we're focusing on how the industry is coming together as we navigate a new means of uh, operating restaurants during the COVID crisis. We've been focusing a lot on the delivery stack, which is one of the three, uh, I guess, levers that restaurants can use uh, to to generate revenue and sales in this environment. Uh, We all know that on-premise dining has been temporarily suspended. Um, Delivery uh, and takeout represent two of the key saving graces for the restaurant industry. Hospitality owners need to have a delivery offering that not only is best in practice during this time, but can be adopted and implemented in the most fast and efficient manner. Uh, we're going to introduce you uh, through the course of this series to a few companies, and specifically partner companies of the branded group, that are offering solutions to quickly get at restaurants up and running with a successful delivery platform. Thanks, Jimmy. Uh, That being said, let's get right into it. Today, we are very fortunate to have our good friend and partner, the founder and CEO, Alan Hickey, of a company called Vromo. Alan has been a friend of ours for quite some time. He is now hunkered down in Dublin, Ireland. And uh, Vromo has been helping a lot of restaurants during this difficult time with their part of their delivery stack. So we thought uh, during this crisis, it only appropriate to have him on the show and get his insights and experience in dealing with uh, this pandemic, which is not just in America, but it's hit all over the world, of course. Alan, kick us off and just give us a little bit of background of what Vromo does and, and you know, the technology behind it and how you're helping restaurants uh, before the crisis, and then we'll start getting into uh, what you're doing during the crisis. But a little bit of history about what is Vromo, what exactly you're doing. Yeah, uh, perfect. Um, thanks for having me on today, guys. Um, so Vromo supplies a full delivery and customer engagement tech stack into restaurants. So what we enable restaurants to do is operate the most efficient and cost-effective delivery service possible while also maintaining their brand engagement with their customers. So at all times in Vromo's uh, existing mindset and future mindset, we've got that brand relationship with the customer uh, in the forefront of our mind. Um, so how we're helping restaurants right now, I suppose, is, is, is really enabling them to get their great products out to customers in some cases in a completely new manner and uh, in other cases in a more efficient manner than they possibly were, were doing previously. So um, COVID has, has definitely changed the playing field and, and uh, it's meant that I think every team in this space has had to kind of shuffle up their roster a bit. but. Um, there's definitely some interesting developments in the market at the moment. Thanks, Alan. That was great. We appreciate it. And we also, uh, I, I can say from the branded perspective, Alan and the team at Romo uh, represent truly uh, a hospitality-centric kind of approach and, and philosophy. They were built for and really by members of the industry and really are focused on the hospitality space, which I think makes them unique relative to other uh, logistics and customer engagement platforms. But we can get into that later. Uh, but Alan, I think while obviously uh, there's a lot of business to talk about, the hot topic and the major issue right now 
is the coronavirus. Um, it's the root of the problems that the hospitality industry is facing. And obviously, as a result, uh, restaurant and on-premise business uh, has been closed and therefore solely relying on, on delivery and takeout. Um, so at its core, you know, Vromos is designed to upgrade um, the tech verticals of self-delivery restaurants and focusing on consumer engagement. What's the biggest solution uh, that Vromo is solving right now during the COVID crisis? Yeah, it's a really good question, Jimmy. I think uh, I think what's happened in the last literally four to six weeks is we've seen restaurants of every caliber. And I'm talking from Michelin star, you know, fine dining restaurants all the way down to, to mom and pop, you know, Chinese is on, on the corner of the block uh, who are now looking at delivery, not only as, as a source of incremental volume and revenue, but right now as, as a pathway to survival. And um, this is, this is a storm or a war or whatever way you want to describe it. And right now survival is, is literally on the top of everybody's mind. So what Vromo is doing, and I suppose our biggest solution is we're enabling a turnkey solution for restaurants of every size. So one of the beauties of, of, of being vertical specific, and, and as you quite rightly said, being very restaurant centric is our entire tech stack is designed to benefit a restaurant. Um, and that's all the way down to its core functionality of looking after their customers, looking after their staff and getting kick-ass product out to the end users. So that's, that's where our entire development process has come from so being able to now turn around to and i'm gonna say it scared restaurant owners who are worried who are looking into this covid crisis going when does it end how do i survive how do i maintain my relationship with the customer and having a turnkey solution that can be up and running in 24 hours i think that's our solution you can have orders or covers going back out to your customers in 24 hours and and it's it's a it, you you genuinely hear sighs of relief on the other side of the phone when they hear that. Um, it's not to say we are the be-all and end-all of solutions. I mean, there are some big, big challenges being faced by restaurants right now, particularly for those guys who hadn't embraced technology prior to this. You know, we talk about in SaaS businesses and in tech businesses, you talk about a hockey stick growth curve. Um, and, and I really think every restaurant right now has to be on a hockey stick learning curve. Um, so you might have been bobbling along the bottom, but you gotta you gotta smart up real quick. Um and and thankfully there's enough companies like Fromo out there who are not only willing to supply, you know, a kick-ass market leading product, but also, you know, we're opening up the knowledge bank here. You know, it's it's an open book right now. So if you've got questions and and you're concerned and and restaurants are, you know, our message consistently is ask the questions let us know where your worries are at because if romo isn't the solution you can be sure as hell that we either have partnered with or in a collaboration with or know a company that can solve that other issue you might be worried about and that's that's really where we're trying to bring a solution to the restaurant you know being that benevolent ear that will listen and then not only listen and but also offer constructive and and meaningful input into a solution well that's great you know has the pandemic changed um let's say any part of your or your business as usual is there anything Vromo's doing differently now since the crisis has hit this feverish pace yeah, oh i mean look uh, for anybody who knows me they'll know i'm 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 a real social guy right so um i think every 
every deal that I've ever done that I look back and say that was a really good deal has always got a press to flesh moment where you typically go and meet the guy, have a coffee, have a beer, have something to eat. Um, you know, I, I think it's a really important part of business. Um, and it's a part of business that I'm definitely missing at the moment. But to answer your question, I think that's where, you know, Vromo has had to totally reconfigure um, and realign how we're doing how we're doing business because we can't do it anymore, right? I, I, I can't fly over to Manhattan and meet you guys or I can't go to um, the the Pizza Expo in, in, in Vegas. It was cancelled. So I think the industry as a whole, not only Vromo, has had to figure out how we maintain that close bond and, and, and tighten it community aspect of the deals we tend to do but doing it over video calls or zoom or you know google hangouts or whatever it might be and so that's been a learning curve for everybody across the ball uh, across the board Um, and i I would say that's probably the most pronounced change you know everything is now digital at arm's length and and trying to maintain that camaraderie and and rapport with clients is that that's been a learning curve for us for sure you know, before Shetty jumps in, I just I just want to add. I, I know from the hospitality side, the lack of having uh, HQs or the lack of having you know the corporate teams working together has become a real issue uh, in terms of onboarding new tech because they're they're working remotely and and they have that challenge as well. And and compliments and kudos uh, to you and the team at Romo for managing to maintain uh, the speed of of onboarding. Uh, these new customers and clients for you, uh, despite the logistical challenge of you can't meet them, they can't meet you, and their their sure. their headquarters are now disabled, and they've got to do this somewhat uh, store by store, and obviously doing it remotely. But I know the challenge is felt both ways. So, uh, but well done, um, really. I I know the the feedback from the restaurant groups we know that have onboarded you has been really the, uh, tremendous. That you've made it as frictionless as possible, um, and the speed of which you've been able to turn guys on. Is, uh, is great. Uh, but Chatsy, let me uh, pass the mic to you, sir. Yeah, thanks, Jimmy. It's a great point. And I think uh, everyone is really uh, sped up. I mean, I know technology, restaurants have been very slow to embrace technology. And that's one of our theses at the Branded Group. And I think um, this has really made restaurants and all businesses alike to have to embrace all different technologies faster than they ever have before. And to your point, Alan, these Zoom meetings or these video conferencing, et cetera, has really um, shined a light on that for sure. You know, we talked about this pandemic obviously changing uh, how restaurants do business. We talked a little bit about restaurants not embracing technology. Some have, some haven't. Are you finding now that the restaurants that haven't done delivery before. They never were involved in delivery, never believed in delivery, didn't think that was what business was about. Are you finding that you're acquiring those incoming inbounds are now saying, hey, I never did delivery. Can you get me set up with delivery? Can you help me get delivery going? Are you finding a lot of uh, those clients coming to you? Is that some of your new acquisition? Absolutely. Um, So I think uh, you've got got two, let's call them new, new entrants to the market. Um, So these are uh, those traditional restaurants that we all probably walk by, and it, it, it's it's likely the restaurant you tend to go for a date on a Saturday, but you like, nah, they're never going to do delivery, right? It, you know, there's we we all know those guys, we all know those restaurants, um, and there's two types of them now. They're all entering the market. To answer your question, yes, absolutely. I mean, I am I'll be hard pressed to think of a restaurant right now um, that isn't looking at getting into delivery. Um, 
you know, certainly here in Dublin or, or in London where we would know them quite uh, quite intimately. Um, so there's two entrants. There's one who are looking at themselves having a big payroll, lots of staff. Um, their chefs can still cook food, but what are they going to do with all their waiting staff? And they're like, well, maybe we can get them, you know, walking out the door with food. So there's that new entrant. And then there's the, I would say, the guys who were always probably going to get there, but they just needed that final push. So I think the guys who needed the final push of COVID has definitely provided that for them. Um, and and they're looking at it now as if this is my own channel, consumer behavior is going to change. It's not just going to change for the short term. We need to do this now. So we tap into that consumer behavior change, but then also maintain it after this crisis passes. Now, are you seeing that restaurants in the marketplace that have been doing delivery, always did delivery, are they now looking to Vromo to help make that experience better? They were maybe using the DSPs and they didn't have a lot of the technology that Vromo brings to the table, logistical backend uh, things that you guys do so well. Are they now coming to you and saying, wait, we got to improve this even better and faster. We, we The customers want to know where their, where their food is. They, you know, they, that last mile, the logistics of all the delivery operators, getting the the fastest, least expensive delivery operator, all those kind of things. Are they looking to you for that too? Absolutely. So I think, you know, for, for me, the, the third-party marketplaces are not only a necessity of the market, but there's something that's probably here to stay. In what guise, what size, what form, that I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. But what I what I am confident in saying is how big they got, how quickly was probably in relation more to the inertia of restaurants adopting tech, as you said, um, at the top of this piece. They they felt they needed to get in and there was a the turnkey solution. It just happened to be a pretty expensive turnkey solution from day one. So I would say where restaurants are now realizing um, the market is drifting to is if you look at what happened the day cities went on lockdown, right? Now, I've got a unique perspective here because I was in New York the day they put the first town into uh, into lockdown. I was in Vegas the day before when the MGM went into lockdown, and then I flew into Dublin. So I literally was watching the news over a, a, a 48-hour period from three different cities. And then I went home, and I was like, God, it's Saturday night. I'm going to order food. And I didn't go to a marketplace. I said, no, hang on a sec now. I want to know who's delivering it. I want to make sure that they haven't been all over town. And my my thought process as to where that driver had been changed. So I think restaurants are going to start seeing a bit of migration back to, I want to order direct off the restaurant. I know where the restaurant is. I know their drivers. It's the same dude who's delivering it to me every Friday or Saturday. Or whatever, and it's not to say that it's sustainable, but I do think there's a big uh, market shift coming back towards. I I'm engaging with a brand, and I'm now not only engaging with a brand by eating there and consuming the product, but I also want to engage with that brand for delivery and the order process and everything that goes with it. And and look, uh, you don't have to be a clairvoyant or a prophet when you start to see the success of companies like. Go Parrot and Flip Dish and Olo, and they're supplying this this you know direct consumer model. That that is not a coincidence. When you start to see multiple providers of of that kind of direct to consumer product, 
that's telling. That's the market shifting. Um, and what we do is we're everything after that. So once they check out, that's where Vromo sits. So, you know, I, I believe that there is a, a crest, that there's a, a wave of re-engagement direct with, with, with restaurant brands coming. And um, I think COVID has massively accelerated it. Um, and I think where the big interesting play is going to be is we will get back to normal. There is absolutely no doubt the world will get back to normal. But the new normal is going to be unrecognizable from what we came from. Um, and I think that's where it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, what restaurants survive, thrive and, and, and adapt and how they fit into that new normal. So as we, um, in response to the uh, this global crisis, and, and let's talk about when we come out of the crisis, the post-pandemic phase, are we saying that the new normal is delivery has now become the cost of doing business or, or critical to doing business. It's not a nice to have, it's a must have. And is the heightened form of that game, the white label and, and the more uh, hospitality centric and, 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 and solutions that are cater or focusing on the brands themselves. Um, what's it going to look like as we come out of this post pandemic? Um, I, I see a, a greater embracement of tech. Um, but to me, I, I still know so many restaurant companies that have not been online. Yeah. And now it seems that being online is no longer something you, you just can't ignore that. But what do you think post pandemic? Jesus, this is where I wish I had a DeLorean and I could jump forward, you know, 24 months into the future. For my money, and, you know, not to say that I'm a prophet here, but I think what we're going to see is post-crisis, there's going to be two schools of thought, and this is people, right? So the first thing to realize is people are habitual. That's why marketplaces work. That's why apps work. We like to do the same thing when it's easy. It's it's what we're programmed for. This isolation and this kind of lockdown mentality is going to change people. And, and you're going to have two schools of thought. And, and anybody can read this, right? There's loads of psychology papers out there. You're going to have the guys who go book wild, who want to be out all the time, just kind of get all that socialization back that they missed for three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks, right? But then you're going to have the other school of thought and it this will change them and they will be a little bit more conservative. They'll be a little bit warier and there will be this arm's length thing. But the one thing that won't change for either group of people is the fact that for the last 6, 8, 10, 12, 16, however long this crisis lasts, they have been engaging with the brands they like totally online. No physical interaction, no consumption of direct marketing and premises. It has all been online. And that is going to create habits. And, you know, this is a bit like your mom telling you never have your first cigarette because it is a, it's a habit. It becomes habitual. You want to keep doing it. And I think what we're seeing now is this is going to be such a prolonged period of time of, of engaging digitally. Um, that people are not going to be able to give this up easily. And I, I'm a firm believer of, I go to a restaurant more, more for the engagement and the socialization and the crack and the fun that you have and the couple of pints and, and the food, obviously. But to me, a restaurant is an experience. And, and I'm a restaurant goer, right? So I'm not going to change that. But... Do I like getting kick-ass food delivered to my house? Absolutely. Am I going to do it more after all of this? I wouldn't say I'm going to do it more, but I, I would say there's a lot of people who are going to do it more because they traditionally were like, no, you can't have that same 
delicious food experience in your home. So I think the post-pandemic, um, the post-pandemic world is one where the thought of do I need delivery is going to be gone. It's now how much of my business is off-premise. That that is going to be the question. And and you know, to Shatz's point earlier, and and I, I completely agree. The market was migrating that way anyway. Restaurants have been slow to adopt technology, but this has accelerated. This is the hockey stick moment. It's where the curve goes from bobbing along with a couple of early adopters, and then it goes boom, and it's everybody. And I would liken this to, you know, the the first takeaway revolution. Like when when we started to see takeaway in the 50s for the first time, and it wasn't just drive-through, and it wasn't just um you know dine in store at a, at a qsr chain or a fast casual yep. and it started to become delivery pizza chains didn't survive if they didn't move to some form of delivery i think it's as pronounced as that all restaurants are going to have this as an option all restaurants are going to facilitate it in some way shape or form the question is how much of their total revenue is delivery going to account for and I think it's going to continue to be a rising number. I mean, we're looking at it being double digit percentages right now. I think COVID-19 is an acceleration of that acceleration. I don't see the slowing down at all. So, Alan, uh, could it be over 100 percent? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> over 100 percent of restaurants revenue will come from delivery? No. Um, that's a great point. So a couple questions. Are you seeing, this is just from, from your perspective, being in the trenches with Romo, you're connected to a lot of restaurants, you see the analytics. Are you seeing, um, I'd like to give our listeners a little idea of what you're seeing uh, from a perspective of so some changes, what's working, what's not working from, if, if you have some idea of that with respect to, I know some restaurants have expanded their delivery area to see if they can encourage new guests um, take advantage of that by getting, you know, some restaurants have closed. So they're expanding delivery area to try and get uh, some guests they couldn't get before they couldn't reach because they didn't go that area. Uh, some restaurants are suspending. I'm talking about the restaurants charging a delivery fee. They're saying we're waiving the delivery fee. Is that something you're seeing that's creating volume and traction? Um, are, are some third parties are waiving their fees uh, is mm-hmm. that creating traction? What kind of things are you seeing restaurants that have been doing delivery? Uh, what are they doing to kind of uh, build build a little more momentum and take a little bit more market share during this crisis? Are you seeing anything like that that you can share with us? Yeah, um, so it's it's a it's a really good point, um, and I think to uh, like it it's probably one of the most interesting questions, right? Because um, I got off a call today actually with a restaurant who's going live for the first time. And I got asked a pretty similar question. How do we make this work? That was, you know, that broad open-ended question that every, uh, every CEO dreads because it's uh, it's easy to put your foot in it. But I, I think if I'm being a hundred percent honest, right. Delivery is so easy to turn on right now. It, it's probably one of the quickest evolutions that a restaurant can do. But it is so easy to get it wrong when you turn it on. If if you don't listen to the advice that's readily available, and 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 I'll, I'll highlight a kind of couple of key points. Right, delivery for me is a luxury for customers first and foremost. Even though I think people are are, are migrating towards it, they still say, "Oh, awesome! 
my pizza chain is on or my pizza chain has an app and I can get it. And I think the first thing I would recommend to restaurants is if you're getting into it for the first time, limit your menu. Pick four, five, six, seven, eight items that you know you can produce to a standard that will travel well, that will maintain its quality during a delivery process so that when your customer gets that delivery for the first time, they don't turn around and excuse the language, but this is a bag of shit. You don't want that because that guy's never coming back. So you need to make sure that the product you're putting out there is going to be product that you can stand over as highly as you would stand over in, in a restaurant. So remember, if you're a first-time restaurateur getting into delivery, all your customers are used to restaurant-quality food. They don't see you as a takeaway. They see you as a restaurant, and that's the quality that they want. So limit your menu. That would be my first uh, my first piece of advice. On the expanding delivery zones, we get it every single day. I mean, literally, we've got clients who are changing. Kind of dovetails, dovetails into quality a little bit, I guess. Oh, 100%. I mean, look, if you're a fast casual, here's my advice. Take fries off your menu. They do not travel. And unless some genius in MIT can come up with a new a new fries box that stops them perspiring and getting wilted and uh, just don't put fries on your menu or caveat it so hard to say this is not going to taste like it does in store. So little things like that, you know, know, know that after 2.5 miles with the best packaging in the world, you're going to start to see a deterioration in quality of food. You've got to know these things. So again, sometimes it's okay to do that, but inform your customer. And I think that's where Vromo's engagement and, and what we do is it's not just your food's on the way, but we tell you about what's happening. So your prep time is here. It's out of the oven. You know, we can inform a customer the whole way through that journey, you know, depending on how a restaurant's set up and what they want to do. And, and for us, it's all about managing expectation. The other thing I, I, I would say is, and you kind of touched on it, do I use my own drivers? Do I use third parties? Do I use uh, um, do I use a courier firm? Whatever it might be, there is no, in my opinion, and, and bearing in mind I'm the promoter of self delivery here. Um, but you know, with my restaurant hat on, there is no black and white answer to that. So if you're in a restaurant group and you're saying, "Oh, my buddy does this," that's what I'm going to do. I can nearly guarantee you, it won't work for you because every restaurant I've ever walked into is different. So go and find the right tech partners for you. And this could be your EPOS system. It could be your online ordering system. It could be your, your dispatching customer engagement system like Fromo. And ask those questions because we have an intrinsic value in making this channel work for you guys. The more volume you do, typically the more money we make. So yeah, it, it's, it's, it's very much a make sure that your setup is right for you. And, and I think... Waiving the fees, service fees. Look, COVID's, COVID is, is just a mental scenario we're in right now. And I think everybody is trying everything. We saw Uber Eats drop their fee to zero. Uh, we've seen Just Eat put a million pounds into the London market by way of support. Deliveroo are doing 500,000 deliveries to the NHS. Uh, DoorDash, Grubhub and Postmates, are all, everybody's doing similar, I would say, you know, schemes and, and, and promotions for me, honestly, it's as much about grabbing positivity headlines as it is about actually supporting the restaurant sector. Um, I think if restaurants want to do this themselves, get your product out to your customers and get it out to them in a high quality way. That is the best job you guys can do right now. I'm a, I'm a customer before anything else, before being a CEO of Romo, before being a business guy, before being, I'm a customer. And if I order food, 
I'm willing to pay for the food. I'm willing to pay for delivery. I just want to make sure that the quality of what I'm paying for is good. So if you can tick that box for me, that's the biggest win you can give a customer right now. Because I have yet to hear a customer go, I got my food. It was awesome. But I wish it cost me $2 less. It doesn't happen. That, that You never hear that. You just hear, that was awesome. I'm going to do it again. So it's all about getting that bit right. Get that, I'm going to do it again. And it's all about quality. And, and as you said, that's where the delivery zones come in. The fees for me are less. I think people understand that what the restaurants are, are being put through right now is unprecedented. Like this is, this is literally wartime stuff for them. Um, and the fact that you have restaurants and restaurant staff who, by the way, I mean, I know we're talking about frontline workers and, and, and what's happening in the hospitals is nothing short of incredible across the, across the world. And I think it's, it's important in every channel, every time you get a chance, just to thank all those people who are in there. But let's not forget, there's there's tens of thousands of people going into restaurants who are keeping us all fed and keeping all those nurses and doctors fed as well. And I think, you know, there's a huge amount of kudos that needs to go in there as well. So for me, it's just keep your quality high. If you don't know how you do that, go and ask the questions. But it's all about quality of product. Don't don't worry about commissions and fees. Just get the quality right. And then people will understand why you're charging what you're charging. I think there was a lot of great stuff there, and I, I particularly appreciate the words of wisdom or the advice um, you're offering, not just to uh, restaurants engaging in the delivery uh, space, but specifically to really the first timers. Um, so let me let me take a shot at maybe not necessarily stirring the pot, but maybe stirring the pot. The fact is, if you're delivering food, the restaurant is going to get the credit or the blame for any aspect of that experience the customer is going to have. And if it, if it all works, then good for the restaurant. And if the delivery component or any aspect that was outside of the restaurant itself goes wrong, the black eye is going to the restaurant. And I think uh, irrespective of DSPs or white label, I think Romo uniquely um, is helping that restaurant and that brand engage with the customer in a way that reduces the chances of there being that black eye. And I think that to me is where really is part of your secret sauce is, is we know as a restaurant owner, we'll get the, it's going to be our fault no matter what happens. You're helping on that logistics angle and on that customer engagement angle, that is really protective of our brand. And I think if, if in my opinion, if the listeners take away one thing, from 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 this podcast, um, if to, to restaurant owners, it's your brand. These are your customers, and and Bromo is going to protect you and engage with your customers in a way that is respectful and and protective of your brand. Alan, uh, let me ask you something here. Are you offering uh, for any first time customers, current customers? Is there anything that you're offering? Uh, right now to customers who want to sign up with Vromo? Are there no onboarding fees? Is it uh, is it the first month free? Is it free to use it while we're in those virus, this corona pandemic thing? Is there anything you're doing to help out uh, current customers or new customers? We are. We have uh, updated our, our pricing tiers. So for any single sites, um, and by single sites, I would say if you're from zero to five restaurant stores, um, we now have a totally free offering. So you can just turn on Vromo and we won't ever charge you for it. And I think that's that's primarily come in response to, we just want to make sure that that restaurant survive. Um, thereafter, if, if you're a bigger institution, um, but obviously cash flow right now for, for brands is, is pretty important. Um, we're 
taking it on a case-by-case basis, but we're doing everything from uh, free trial periods to press and pause on invoicing for, you know, two or three months. Um, we're, we're literally, I, I'm a firm believer of, you know, pay it forward and you get it back in spades. Um, so if, if, if there's a brand out there and they feel that they want to do this um, and they're concerned about either operational know-how or cost or implementation, all I could say is, trust me, none of those three things will be an issue. If you want to give me a call or my email to be going out on this, uh, we'll make it happen for you. And, you know, I'm a firm believer of a good deal is where everybody walks away happy. Um, and sometimes that means I'm happy later on, but I want to make sure that the, the restaurant certainly has a smile on their face right now. That was great, Alan. That's great. Thanks. Yeah. And appreciate really all the information and, and just the candor. If there's anything else um, you wanted our listeners to know about Vromo or your thoughts, we certainly uh, want, we don't want to don't want to bring this to a close without giving you the opportunity to share anything you that anything else you might want to cover uh, with our listeners, sir. Yeah. No, I appreciate that, chat. And this might come as a bit of a, a, a curveball for anybody listening to this, but. Uh, Vromo is never going to be a restaurant's entire tech stack. Um, and I say this to every single restaurant that that we've engaged with. If you're on this journey already and you've started your delivery and you've got an existing tech stack, or if you're starting to go on this journey and you're looking at uh, how I build out my tech stack, the one thing that I would urge you all to make sure that you have is an integratable tech stack so if you're using and i'm going to name a couple of brands that we know right olo go parrot bebot chowley uh vromo flip dish it doesn't matter there's a hundred brands out there but everybody who i've just named will openly speak and integrate and share information and make your life easier so i urge everybody who's getting into this or who's upgrading their tech stack make sure you deal with brands who get the facts that it has to be integrated. They have to share information because it's your data, it's your customers, it's your service. We are facilitators. So don't ever let us dictate what happens with your data. And that would be the only message I give out. Well, thank you for that. Oh, that's, that's, that is very helpful, yeah. I was hoping you're going to say, if you have your text act, what you got to do is you got to talk to these guys at Branded. But we'll, we'll, we'll work on that for the next time. Um, no, in all seriousness, uh, Alan, uh, you're a gentleman and a scholar. We appreciate you and your team, and, and we appreciate um, given this in, in this crazy environment that we're in and, and, and the, all the demands on your time. We greatly appreciate you spending this time with us, uh, sharing some insights uh, and the work that you and the team at Vroma are doing uh, to help the industry at, at this critical time. Um, to our listeners, um, you know, please, if, if you'd like to um, be connected with Vromo or learn more about Vromo, uh, you can reach out to Branded uh, or you can go to Vromo directly. Uh, I'll give it to you. Vromo's uh, web address is vromo.io uh, uh, or you can email uh, alan at alan at vromo.io. Um, you know, to get in touch and, and think about how to engage and discuss how to engage and utilize uh, this tremendous platform uh, for your restaurants. Um, to our listeners, uh, a continued uh, uh, thank you 
uh, for the time you spend with us. We know time is truly a zero-sum game and, a, and, and our most valuable commodity. Uh, so we know that there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there. And we appreciate um, the fact that so many of you are, are listening in and checking us out, uh, as we like to say, hanging out with us. Um, if you haven't already, uh, please subscribe to our podcast uh, so you don't miss out on the exciting guests that we'll uh, continue to have coming up. Um, and, and, and even better, invite a friend to come hang out with us the next time. So uh, until the next time uh, we speak, uh, this is Jimmy Frischling uh, signing off. And this is the uh, restaurant rabbi Shatzi. And thank you for joining us on the uh, another edition of Hospitality Hangout. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Be safe. Be good. Be good.